Welcome to the Connected Families Podcast, your listening guide to parenting with peace and connection. I'm Stacey Bellward, here with co-founder of Connected Families, Jim Jackson. Welcome everyone to the Connected Families Podcast. Here we are in studio. Welcome, Jim. Good to be here, Stacey. We're covering all sorts of different topics like, what should I do when my child lies? What should I do when my child won't calm down? Or what should I do when my child wants to quit their violin lessons? So today, um, we want to invite into the studio Lynn Jackson. Welcome, Lynn. Hey, good to be here. We like to invite staff people from Connected Families to come in on the conversation. And so today's topic is, what should I do when I feel overwhelmed and helpless? And I uh, identify with feeling overwhelmed and helpless. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I don't know if this is a what I should do, but I remember feeling overwhelmed and helpless and hopeless and lost and confused as a young parent and running down the street one day till I was out of breath and throwing rocks at a sign until the sign started to get dense in it and screaming at the top of my lungs. Is that the should do for today, Stacy? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have some tips for you, Jim. Well, I think that some of the was things overwhelmed that, and hopeless. Yeah, for that sure. was quite yeah. a quite a day, quite a trip, quite a season of our lives. So. Yeah, the thing is that a lot of parents feel that. Yeah, and one of the things that I do here at Connected Families is walk parents through our online courses, and um, we just wrapped up a session of the Discipline That Connects online course, and I hear it all the time. Parents are struggling with that hopeless, helpless feeling. And there's a lot wrapped into that feeling that we're going to unpack a bit of today. That's why we're so glad, Lynn, Lynn, you're here with us. And, you know, we start each episode with the quick response. What's the quick answer that we could give to the parent who just has a few minutes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you say? So imagine I'm this young dad and I come to you and the kids are so out of control and things aren't going well and they're fighting with each other and I'm fighting with my wife and I I don't know what to do with the kids and I don't know what to do with me and I hear that you've got stuff for me, Lynn, (laughs) and I've only got 30 seconds because I got to go to a meeting. What do you got for me? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say before you try to do something, understand what's going on in your heart. What are you believing about yourself and your child? So I know it's hard. (laughs) What are you believing about yourself and your child? Because that's going to fill every tool you try to use. Any practical idea is going to actually be filled with what are you believing about yourself and your child? Yeah, so I'm going back to that real life thing that happened to me, and I'm imagining hearing what you just said, and it, it literally does sort of, like, what I want you to do is say, well, here's what you should do with your kids, and here's what you should do with your wife, or your husband, <laughs> as the case may be, and and what you just told me forced me to sort of look inward, and as much as I don't want to look inward, I know that's the right answer, like, mm-hmm. and, and I it literally felt like I needed to take a breath when I heard that in that space. Like, right. like, okay, what? But then tell me what? What is okay? I get it, but what does it mean? Well, what it means is if I am believing that it, I'm the dad and my job to get my child to do this or that, yeah. that kind of a thought setting you up totally for frustration, yep. anger, disconnection with your child. Yeah, I, re- I mean, even that event, what I remember, and, I, and, and you helped me through it back then, I, I remember thinking, this is a vacation, and vacations are supposed to be restful. And this was the <laughs> furthest thing from restful I'd ever experienced with our family. Oh, no kidding, but I remember I, that. But when I identified 
that thought? Like, how many families of young kids really believe after having taken a few, this is our first family vacation, that that vacations should be restful mm. with a young family? <laughs> that was a that was a thought that that led me to this place of feeling overwhelmed. That was not a helpful thought. Is that common with the parents that you deal with uh, in terms of the thoughts that they have when they take that step back? Right. A lot of times it's our expectation is so out of line with what reality is. And then we get frustrated, we get anxious, we get angry, we try to control Mm. it so that everything looks like our dream. When if we face our reality and in a realistic way and unpack that, then we can get practical ideas what to do about it. So when I was a young parent, I can just remember being so angry, so out of control, just overwhelmed, hopeless, the whole thing, and and crying out to God, pounding the carpet, crying out to God, going, why did you make them like this? Why did you make me like this? I feel like I'm angry all the time. And that was pretty close to the truth, but it wasn't entirely the truth. And I remember looking at Daniel once and going, you're the three-dimensional representation of my failure as a parent. Mm. Those are hard thoughts. And sometimes we just keep moving and try to figure out what to do to squash the behavior. And we don't pay attention to these thoughts that are really toxic in our souls and that are going to keep us stuck. Yeah. So if I might, Stacey, you're listening to this and you're kind of over here nodding and you're looking at Lynn like you know some stuff about what she's saying. How do you relate to what Lynn is saying right now in terms of these thoughts that that you've had or that Mm -hmm. you know of that parents in the course have had that keep them stuck? I have a lot of thoughts. I think we have these preset expectations of what raising kids are going to mm-hmm. be like. And, you know, in a sense, those are all of our, our thinking that we're going into it with. And then when you get into it, our kids don't act the way we want them to yeah. all the time. We can't control it in that way. And that can lead to that hopeless feeling. Yeah, there, there's a dad that, I mean, talk about a hopeless feeling. There was a dad once. Um, whose daughter was very intense and kind of explosive. And his thought that was just plaguing him was, I've got to get a grip on this or she will run the family. So you could see that thought set him up for power struggles. It's Mm. like, I need to dominate you now or we're all in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so changing that thought, changing our thinking is the starting place for really being able to help our kids in a wise way. So, you know, what you're saying compels me to think a little bit about the scripture that that says that we ought to take our thoughts captive to Christ's obedience. Mm-hmm. And the dad you're talking about, Stacy as you're talking, Lynn as you're talking, Jim as, as I'm telling these stories, we had thoughts that were not helpful thoughts. Mm-hmm. H- how do we get to recognize, like, what do people do? How do parents recognize that thought and then take it captive to Christ's obedience? Like, what are some concrete things that people can do to recognize and then do something about what what that thought is? Well, a really important thing is to recognize that, and we have a term for them, toxic half-truths, because we don't believe something that's just this horrible, terrible lie, like, I am the worst parent on the planet. I mean, very few people believe that. But what, there's a coding of truth on the mm-hmm. outside of this stuff that we swallow about ourselves. So, um, you know, this one dad was like, I've got to get a grip on this or she will run the family. You know, that's a toxic half-truth. The truth is he has a really strong-willed daughter, but that there's a lot of hope as he works with her in a wise way. 
So um, to figure out what God's truth is, what God's perspective on something is, is really, really important. So we peel off, we sort of swallow these things because they have a coating that looks like truth, but inside there's a toxic lie. And that toxic lie, once we swallow it, is poisonous to us. So what did this dad do? to name that thought and to start parsing out the truth from the lie. He paid attention and we processed it in a coaching session, but So he, he ta- so he processed it meaning you talked about it. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he were you with him when he identified that thought? Well, he was a coaching parent along with his wife. So he's a parent you did yep. some coaching with. And I was asking him sur- these questions about what are you believing under the surface when you go into these power struggles with your daughter. And that was what he said. So not everybody enlist a coach, but there's got to be ways that parents like him, even without enlisting a coach, can do that work of naming the thought and then holding it up against the the microscope, if you will, of God's truth. Exactly. What am I believing about myself and my child, and what is God's truth? That's the core of it all. So he recognized uh, that God's truth was, Sierra is my teammate to solve problems with. Her intensity and boldness that cause us fits in conflict is the same gift that we love in other circumstances. That was a really accurate belief about his daughter that then engaged a whole different kind of energy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, uh, 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 trying to make this as practical as I can, concrete for those concrete thinkers, he took time mm-hmm. to think about this, yeah. to talk about it to do some sort of almost objective assessment of it um, in, in ways that allowed him to then start making determinations. Is my is my thinking aligned with truth or isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like he had to take a pause in life, right? Yep. Because that's where I'm like, I can think of these parents, yep. these toxic thoughts come just because they're so busy in life. They're not really right. even taking the, the time to think about what's going on in their mind. Yeah. But when they press pause mm-hmm. and they spend that time doing it, yeah then he's able to come right. so, to the, those toxic thoughts and replace them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, really the question, what am I believing about myself? Yep. Is there just this toxic lie coded by a little bit of truth, so yep. I swallow it? We don't swallow something that's just this blatant, obvious lie, but we will swallow it if we put a I little coding of truth I can never do this. I'll it. never be as good as that person is. I'm not wired well enough for this mm-hmm. hard job. Right. So these are the kinds of... Yeah. thoughts that people have and then... And the truth might be, this is hard for you. It might even yeah. be harder for you than most people, but it is not ever we an extreme thinking statement of, I can never do that because yeah. that's not how God works. There's a leap between having the thought and identifying the truth. And that's where, Stacy, what you said I think is so important. And that's this this discipline to take a pause, which mm. is hard for people who feel overwhelmed to imagine. Like, what do you mean take a pause? I wake up and my kids are awake before me. Yeah. I'm so tired by the time I put them to bed that I can't see straight. And everything in between is demand, demand, demand. And that's why I'm overwhelmed. And now you're telling me to take a pause? Mm-hmm. That seems really impossible, but it's really kind of the only way out of this cycle. Is to Whether it's okay. driving in the car whether it's the five minutes after your kids are in bed before you go to bed, whether it's yep. the five minutes beforehand, just going, Lord, what am I believing about myself and my child yeah. in this situation? I know I had to change radio stations. When I was a young dad and was struggling with feeling overwhelmed, I had to learn to change radio stations mm. so that the station I listened to, instead of being political banter that fired me up on the way home, 
That was a really and, good change, and honey. And got me upset. <laughs> I, I, I literally said, you know, I've got to listen to a radio station that sues me, that calls me, and in my case, that invites me into worship and to, yeah. and into God's presence in my life. And yeah. then, and then, like, Lord, change me from the mm-hmm. inside out here because mm-hmm. I know I'm coming home to mayhem again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I want to be ready. And if, if 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 I listened to the wrong radio station before I came mm-hmm. home, yep. I yeah. wasn't ready. For me, I just turned off the radio. Yeah. I needed right. silence. There, yep. Shut down the sound in my house so that I could pray and think. So what are the concrete little by little things you've seen parents do to take that pause? Learning to ask themselves just the simple questions, what's going on in me and what's going on in my child? And, and when do they do that? Just whenever they can find a little silence. But what's going on in me and what's going on in my child helps them to just start seeing, oh, I'm feeling really anxious and overwhelmed. And so then I start thinking these extreme black Mm -hmm. and white, all or nothing, all bad kind of thoughts about my child that that are making life so much more difficult for us. Because if I start, if my heart is in a place of despair and anger and fear, Mm -hmm. then how in the world do I think I'm going to have a productive, helpful interaction with my child? This is deep spiritual work. Romans 15, 13, you know, we would like to just say, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace so that you may overflow with hope. But that's not what it says. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's taken the time, whether it's a you know at the stoplight and your child happens to fall asleep in the car seat, or it's the five minutes before or after they're awake, to just go, Lord, give me your insight. Give me your perspective in this, mm-hmm. because my heart is going to overflow out of that, mm-hmm. out of whatever my perspective is, and I want yours. So Lynn, what were some pausing disciplines that you practiced? Well, I did. Fortunately, I could wake up early enough to just get a jump on the kids, and I did a lot of journaling. I have some pretty crazy journal entries that started out with just like this, almost this emotional vomit. (laughs) It's a Mm -hmm. gross word, but that was what it was like of just all the tough stuff, but then getting to a place of processing and what's your perspective and how can I hold on to that perspective Mm -hmm. in the craziness of of family life. So, you know, like I eventually was able to embrace it, God is going to use these challenges for his good purpose in my life and then eventually. I saw in the lives of others. Um, And another truth that I began to hang on to, if God has given me a child, he's going to teach me the wisdom to guide that child. Those are faith statements that then set in motion a whole different kind of train of thinking about your child instead of, how do I stop this right now because I can't take it? It's like, what's the opportunity here? How could God use this? What wisdom does he want to mm-hmm. give me so that I engage with an encouraging mm-hmm. heart instead mm-hmm. of a squashing this behavior mm-hmm. heart? And how did you keep those in the front and center of your mind and your world, right? Because we know brain waves are going to keep taking mm-hmm. us back to those old negative thoughts because we've thought them long enough. Yeah. So you're trying to change your mindset and those brain waves. So how did you do that? I, I kind of memorized some key phrases of, Lord, what's the opportunity here? Mm-hmm. That was one that shifted me from, how am I going to squash this behavior, which was usually our oldest son, Daniel's 
issue. Uh-huh. <laughs> Instead of how am I going to stop this behavior? So, Lord, what's the opportunity here to build your values, to build your skills, your perspectives into our kids? And that just sends you on. Uh, it's more of a treasure hunt m- mindset of, ooh, how could I use this to build skills and values into my kids instead of how can I stop this because I'm so sick of it. Mm-hmm. So it really, how we enter that interaction with our kids, the mindset that we have is such a huge determiner of how it's going to go. And mm-hmm. we want the quick fix. We want to latch on to the behavior management technique and just push it into the slot and out comes the candy bar. But that's not how it works because God holds us accountable for our hearts. Yeah, yeah. And I can see that our toxic thoughts about ourselves and our own parenting would need to be corrected first before we then Mm -hmm. can get to the place where we can say, God, how can I use this situation? And that's the big sort of main thing, one thing that I'm that I'm hearing here is that I've I've gotta do this, I gotta take this pause. I've gotta take time to be introspective, not just I don't know if extrospective is a word, but you know, instead of focusing all my energy on what do I do with these people and these things out here, Mm -hmm. I've gotta examine me. Yeah. I've got to look inward. I've got to take thoughts captive to Christ's obedience. I've mm-hmm. got to develop disciplines and habits to do that. And if I don't, expecting any significant change is probably not very realistic. So that's the hard pill to swallow in this. If I'm feeling overwhelmed and it doesn't seem like I have time to pause, but that's the answer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this dad that that had this really intense child, you know, his his shift was to to realize Sierra is my teammate to solve problems. Her intensity and boldness that cause us fits in conflict is the same gift we love in other circumstances. And you can see when you believe that about your child, it just sets in motion a whole different kind of energy mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. then is is encouraging to the child yep. and calming to the child and puts you on the same team to solve problems together. So for that dad, taking the pauses needed, including mm-hmm. getting help from somebody else, yeah. which is something you and I spent a lot of time doing <laughs> early on. We got help from others. Yeah. Uh, taking time to do that pause, to look inward, and then to develop, to recognize what the things are that I say and repeat that are not helpful, constructive, or true, and do the work to make new statements that are helpful and constructive and hopeful and true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? That's right. Yep. Writing down God's truth even. Posting it. I've had parents do that, um, you yep. know, to keep their truth statements in front of them. Yeah. So a ton of stuff, as always, to think about yeah. when you're in studio with us and sharing your wealth of years of experience and person, personal experience, too, of just right. making these ideas come to life and be practical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I love about this topic is that we've all walked through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've all walked through times and places of hopelessness yep. and... So this was just good truth. I have a couple just good truths for any parent that will that I would like to leave them I with. I love it. God is going to use these challenges for his good purposes in my life. And then another one. If God has given me a child, he will teach me the wisdom to guide that child. So good. Mm. Thank you, Lynn. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Families Podcast. We hope you got tips that you can use in your parenting today. Please subscribe and leave us a positive review so other families can find us and learn how to parent with peace and connection. You do your best as a parent, but perhaps still you're finding yourself wondering, am I doing it right? Are there ways I could improve? 
We all have parenting strengths and room for improvement. And at Connected Families, we want to help you key in on both areas. To help you get a good grip on your strengths and a couple ways you can improve, we've designed a 24-question multiple-choice assessment that will both challenge and encourage you. You'll come away with confidence about your strengths as well as practical ideas about how to improve. Sign in with your email address and we'll give you instant access to the assessment. You'll get your confidential results immediately. Head to our show notes and follow the link to sign up for our free assessment.